Welcome to From Nothing to Profit, a photographer's podcast with Matt and Kaya, where each week they talk to photographers about what is working in their business now so you can swipe those ideas and grow your business faster. Hi, everyone. We are so excited today to have on the podcast Allison Rogers from Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, area. And uh, Allison has been in the photography business since 2004. I remember her beginnings. I do too. And she uh, has been kind of done a little bit of everything in her business. She's had a big business with lots of employees. She's uh, changed her business now. We want to hear about that Um, and kind of gone through the gamut. And so uh, we're excited to have Allison here because I I feel like she has a lot of wisdom to offer us. And uh, uh, anyway, thanks for coming on, Allison. Oh, thank you guys. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. So Kai gave you a really good introduction. Is there anything else you kind of want to add to your bio for our audience that they need to know about you? Hmm. Well, I think as a photographer, one of the things that I bring to the table that has really helped me um, in this career is just the fact that I'm also a designer. And I think that understanding that part and what it plays, the role it plays within my business is, is big. I think everybody can, can do that. Um, I just think it's a component that most of the time is left out and I can explain what that means a little bit later, yeah. but everything's about design to me. And, you know, the whole process is just, it's a big part of what the studio does for my clients. Yeah, that, that makes sense for sure. I remember you talking a lot about that when I've seen you speak. So talk a little bit too, cause I'm sure we'll circle back to that, but talk yeah. a little bit too about, you know, like the growth of your business and then like how you've kind of ratcheted it back down. That's not the right word, but just, you know, gone back to like just a a smaller footprint. Yeah. Okay. So in 2004, when we started, um, I don't know, it was just a weird time. It was really like, it was before social media, it was before, before Facebook. And so, uh, I feel like the industry was ready for something that looked a little bit different. So I grew really fast. And during that growth, like just every year, it just felt like we were growing and growing and growing that what I knew to do was basically to make a list of everything that I did every day and what didn't have to be done by me. It was going to be given to an employee. And I think that's how I started to like hire staff. So like the first thing I did was basically, you know, hire my husband. Um, and he was going to handle all of like processing and just file management and all that kind of stuff. And then the next thing I did was I hired you know, somebody to answer the phone and return emails. And then the next thing I did, you know, it was maybe I hired somebody to help me, you know, get ready for ordering appointments. And so as the growth happened, the staff just increased. Um, and it, it was, which was totally fine. Uh, and for years, I, we ran it that way, um, just kind of like head down, working hard, building something, not really realizing that, you know, I guess in the industry, we were considered successful. We were just working, which is what we knew to do. And, um, you know, it it was fun. It was great. And it was, there were so many years in there that it was just, it was really fun. And the staff that we had, they were wonderful. It consisted of a lot of college kids. My um, front desk person was an older kind of like mom kind of type. And so that was really great because she was like the first client contact, Jeff and I were there together. Our kids were there a lot. It just felt very much like a family. And we we loved that. But eventually, you know, it was kind of like, okay, well, 
if my goal is to shoot 10 sessions a week and then we have 10 ordering appointments a week and then I have 10 consultations a week and it just got to be a lot. Um, numbers wise. Yeah. We, we probably brought in a, we brought in a lot of money. Um, quality of life. It was still great, but I just knew that I couldn't do it that way forever. And I don't think I just didn't want to. Um, so I, when I started getting involved with just like really understanding the back end numbers of my business, it just gave me the, <clears throat> excuse me, the ability to just kind of fine tune some things and, um, really just make some financial changes, like what I offer or what I chose not to offer when I would choose to shoot, when I would choose not to shoot. And I just wanted to kind of like really finesse that because it's great if you're shooting hundreds and hundreds of sessions with a certain average, but then it, when you get tired, <laughs> you know, when you get mad about stuff, it's like, okay, well, what am I going to change? Well, am I going to raise my prices and shoot less? Am I going to work on having a higher average sale? Okay. Well, what is that going to take? Um, because there's just only so much of you. And in this business, you can hand over jobs a good bit. You can say, okay, I'm not going to answer the phone. I'm not going to clear my cards. I'm not going to back up my files, but there's still only so much of you. You know, there is a, there's a ceiling as, as, you know, as to what you're capable of doing. And so eventually I just decided I don't, I can't do it this way forever. Yeah, no, I, I totally get that. I think there's a lot of photographers in that kind of transition right now where they're trying to figure out like, okay, I've been doing it this way. I've been told to do it this way. Yeah. And, and I know there's another way that may make me happier, even if it doesn't mean I make as much money or, you know, and, and, and as you probably know as well, like just cause you downsize your staff doesn't mean that you take home any less money. You oh, know you, what I mean? You like, take home more. <laughs> right. Exactly. Absolutely. That, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, that's, that's fun. So, yeah. um, so Kaya, do you want to, do you want to take her through like the fired up segment of the podcast? Well, I, I think I, I want to be dig down a little deeper. So okay. now in your business, um, it's just you. It's just me. And you're, you know, working with your clients, you're doing all of the steps of it and everything. What's funny is eight years ago, I transitioned out of a family business into my own business. And I expected to be all alone. But I just I kept having people coming to me going, I'm going to work for you. Okay, even for free. Yeah. I just want to be with you and work for you. And I've realized for me, I like to have a couple people working with me because they're built in friends. You know, I'm, I'm paying them to be my friend, but it yeah. works out. You know, <laughs> I believe that they just want to be my friend. <laughs> I think in but, a perfect world, it's like the a studio of like where it's you and you have two other employees. That's such a great number. And I lived at that number for years. Um, uh -huh. I had somebody helping me with the design part and doing ordering appointments and then somebody that was kind of like a studio manager of sorts. And that was really a sweet spot. Um, yeah. So if I were to not be what I am now, I would choose to be around that number. Do you yeah. feel like, uh, w what you're doing right now where you're doing the whole service for the client, um, like sometimes I feel like that's too intimate for me. I don't necessarily want to be that available to people. I know I don't mm -hmm. want to, I, but I, I, I kind of like this space. It gives people, um, and I've done, I've done, you know, the whole process, booked the session, did the sale, retouched, you know, or did this, you, you know, I've done yeah. all the parts for, uh, my clients at different times, but I kind of like that space a little bit. It gives mm -hmm. me like a mental space away from them. Do you feel, I, I think you like that, um, closeness with your clients. I do like that closeness with my clients, especially if they are 
clients that have been with me for years, but I will say that it is great. And what you're talking about, like that space, I would call that like a buffer. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, like it's a client buffer. It's like, they've got to get, they can't get directly to me, you know? And so, and I would always, when I had staff, just like my, my, you know, my two other employees, the way that we did that, it was great because they could use me as not a bouncer, but basically, yeah, Mm -hmm. it's like, well, I don't know. Let me check back with Allison or I don't know what she's going to say about that, but I'm not really sure. I don't know. Or I have to ask her first. And so not having that barrier, um, it does create a different set of problems. And so when it first started, I did have to apologize a lot. I would be like, okay, so here's the deal. You get me and that's awesome. And it's just me and I'm all yours, but this is going to take me a little bit longer, Mm. you know, Mm -hmm. and I'm, I, you know, I can't, I won't be able to respond back as quickly. And I would I just kind of like put a little bit of humor in it. And I would say, hey, guess what? So I'm in charge of the money now. And that means mm-hmm. that I'm late on sending you this invoice, but here it is. You know, and you just have to be real about it because they kind of love the fact that it's just me, but there are things that come along with that, that they have to understand. It's not the same business. Yeah, you know? I like that because I could definitely take it from, I, you know, when I do deal with clients, I often do mess up. <laughs> and yeah, so that, that like, do. is a natural. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so let's kind of go in. You mentioned being a designer. So when I yeah. hear designer, I think interior designer. Yeah. So is that what you're, you no. mean? So okay. before yeah, I started explain. the studio, yeah. <clears throat> and sometimes when I say art director, people don't know what that is either. And so and definitely right now with just the way that things are in our world, the the surge of interior designers, it's, it's natural for your brain to go there. Uh, but basically, I have a degree in design, which is a, a BFA in graphic design. And so when I graduated from college, I became an art director at different advertising agencies here in Memphis. And so what that means was, you know, I'm a visual designer. Um, everything from logos, color palettes, ad campaigns, you know, being a part of conceptualized Uh, radio spots, like all of that, Uh, the brand of a business. That's what I was in charge of. Um, Did that for a very long time. That's how I met Jeff. We worked together. That's his background as well, my husband. And, um, you know, I was the one that was hiring photographers for my photo shoots for clients. Uh, So when I did start ARP, I feel like my style was a little bit different because I was coming from that commercial world wanting to create something that I didn't see in the industry because I wanted it for myself. And so at that time, people couldn't go and hire a photographer that made them look like they were on the cover of a magazine. The The industry was very traditional. And so I, I feel like that's why we grew fairly quickly. It's just people were just ready for something different. And as far as the design process goes, I basically just translated what I was doing for my clients in that industry into my photography business. So from day one, I always projected, I always did in-person ordering appointments. Um, It was very much about the end product versus, oh, let me just shoot. And I think that's because I was just used to providing that for a client. Okay, well, this is what we're going to do. This is going to be your collateral. These are going to be your business cards. This is how your logo is going to look. And this is going to be your final piece. It always, it always ended in a something and I needed this to end in a something. And so it just translated over. 
Yeah, I could definitely see that. I So I knew that Jeff had done design, but I didn't realize both of you had I, because I've seen, you know, the things that he's done since. Um, but that makes so much sense, like just the cleanness of everything that you do. So, um, so Matt, do you want to go on to the lightning round then? Um, well, we kind of talk a little bit more about like kind of what, um, <clears throat> Allison. So here's the question basically okay. is so, so like, what's one thing that has you kind of fired up about our industry right now? So when I, when I mentioned the industry, kind of, what do you, what do you think about? I think that this is, um, this season that we're in right now is just a great time for people to actually understand their numbers. I think that customer service is making a huge comeback right now. And I think that photographers being able to assess their business, understand what they're charging and why and what they're making, being able to look at their business and provide a service for their clients to where they are what I call an order maker, not an order taker is huge. Uh, you know, people want to be taken care of. Um, and I think that, you know, they're ready for it. You know, I, we haven't really talked about this, but I, I don't sell digital files. And so it's like, I want my clients to end up with something that they, they love. They don't take down, they don't change out. It stays up forever. It's thought about where it's going to go. I, you know, my clients, I know exactly where something's going to hang before I even shoot it. Like that, that process, it's good for them. And financially, it's good for me. And I think that a lot of photographers in this industry, they're just going to hit a point of exhaustion. And they're going to be asking themselves, well, okay, I really do like this, or I used to love it, but now sometimes I hate it. And how do I like it again? Well, that requires me slowing it down. And if I slow it down, how am I going to make more money? And just really kind of like looking at that. Um, I know we're not really talking a ton about COVID right now. But one of the things that I have noticed is a lot of photographers, they don't understand their cost of goods sold and they don't understand what it takes them to financially make it. And I just think this is a time where people are really going to just like take a step back, look and figure out, you know, where they want this next season to kind of like head towards. I think it's important. Yeah. 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 I I definitely see people uh, utilizing like, the people that are kind of moving and pivoting and stuff are, you know, it seems like they're getting farther and farther ahead right now. And it just Mm -hmm. seems like there's some people that are just kind of stuck and paralyzed, whether it's due to burnout or, you know, financial downturn or anything like that. And then there's other people that are kind of thriving in the moment. Yeah. They're not making any more money, but they're like, okay, here's my opportunity to take market share. And here's my opportunity to figure out my business. So I can come out the, you know, other side of this stronger. Yeah. And I think everybody, I'm I'm sure all three of us would agree to this is that we have all been in a place of absolute burnout before, literally where it's like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Um, Been there, done that. I remember six years ago, I'm 46 right now. So it was like right around my 40th birthday. I'd gotten like, you know, won some local award of like, you know, Oh, you know, Memphis's favorite photographer. And I, I got that. And I was like, Oh my God, but I'm so unhappy. You know, like I don't want to do it this way forever. And so just hitting that, that breaking point of like, okay, now what? And I remember like going, okay, something's got to give. Is this going to be the year it's going to give? And then you put so much pressure on yourself from like January to whatever. For me personally, that's when I usually do it because, you know, fall is my 
is my busy season. And I sit there and I think, oh my gosh, if I don't make changes now, I'm going to be living the last quarter like I've lived it for the past however long. And that may sound drastic, but being like in that mindset will either, it will paralyze you for a second, but it will also kind of like make you mad enough to where you're going to make some changes. And I think that that is what, you know, the people have got to get, they got to get to that point. Yeah. So, so Kaya, I would rather skip a few lightning round questions and just continue down this path a little bit if you're okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. Go ask your questions. Yeah. So talk a little bit about like how you made some of those tough decisions, you know, dealing with burnout and, and saying, okay, something's got to give, like what, what were some of those decisions you made and, you know, how talk a little bit about when you're in those uncomfortable positions, like kind of how, how you dealt with it. Okay. Well, you know, at one time, every, you know, I had ton of, a ton of staff. My husband was working with me. Um, my paycheck was coming from ARP. His paycheck was coming from ARP. And we literally had it drilled down to a weekly sales goal of, you know, I have no idea if you want me to go into numbers or not, but you know, sure. a weekly, it, does, it doesn't matter. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we had a weekly sales goal of $6,000 um, and we needed to bring that in every week to break even. And that's intense. That means that, you know, I've got to shoot and create and, and, you know, come up with things to sell. And we lived that way for a very long time. And so when you kind of know, it's like, okay, well, I've got to bring that in and, you know, to, to survive, you think, okay, well, how do we get that number down? You know, or, or how do we, how do we get the number going out the door down and the money, the number coming in the door going up? And so just really sitting there and, and taking some time and thinking about, okay, well, how many sessions do I really want to shoot in a week where I don't hate myself? <laughs> that sounds crazy, right? I mean, like we did this because we love this business. Like we got in, we turned a passion into a career and then, but you know what I'm talking about? Have you ever had a moment where somebody canceled and you're like, praise the Lord. I'm so happy right yeah, now that sure. I don't have to work. Um, you know, when you're doing that, that's a red flag. You're like, okay, oh, wow. I should really revisit that thought. Okay. So if you can just like take a step back and think what, you know, I'm, I'm good at this and I enjoy it and I love my people. Well, what is it going to take for me to actually enjoy this every day? You know, like, what is that? What does that day look like? Is it that I'm closed on Mondays and I'm, you know, you know, just having a moment of like rest. Is it that I need to have a longer period of time between shoots and ordering appointments? Do I need to look at my price list and, you know, do a report and see what everybody's buying the thing that they buy on my price list, because it's the cheapest that I get annoyed at every time they buy, you know, it's literally like fine tuning things like that, creating another product to bring to the table that you know, that you're going to make a good bit of money on and get excited about selling it. Um, so it's all of that. It is, uh, just, it's really digging in. It's, it's, it's digging in deep to your numbers and, and doing a little bit of heart work of figuring out what you really want to do. Um, so what, so what are some of the expenses like that you cut that helped you get your number down? You know, what, what, what were some of the ones that were like some aha moments that you're like, okay, that makes sense. Well, one thing that we spent way too much money was making mistakes at the lab, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, well, if I'm going to step out of it so much and I'm going to trust everybody. So it's like, then you got to go back and put some systems in place, like 
you know, systems of having eyes on orders and making sure, you know, I mean, like one year, I can't even tell you the amount of money that we wasted, uh, you know, on just lab mistakes. And that, and when that happens, you have to sit there and you kind of have to go back to the very beginning, the first phone call with the client. You have to go, okay, well, what is our, what is our process going to be? What is our client checklist going to be? You know, and you have to fine tune it and make the, because it's like the more people you bring, the more complicated, the more staff I'm talking about, like the more people you bring into that. And if you've got all of those people and they're not really talking to each other, the more mistakes that get made, it's more time, you know, that you're, that you're paying them to make mistakes. It's, you know, more money you're spending on mistakes. It's more stress for you because you're dealing with things that maybe are late. Um, so really kind of like looking at that, the back end flow of your work, <clears throat> looking at your vendors, you know, are you working with a framer that's just like astronomical and you need to kind of like figure out, okay, well, I've got to develop a different relationship with another local framer because I want to make sure that they, um, you know, we're offering something that I can, I can actually make a better profit on. Uh, looking at your labs, you know, uh, how, how is that going? Are you working with a lab that's not, you know, you don't have to pay shipping or is it the shipping built into the pricing? Um, basically, and then also um, making sure that you're dealing with the right client. You know, it's, that's, that's a tricky conversation right there. Cause I'm definitely not looking for everyone's not looking for me and I'm not looking for everyone. As far as staff goes, <clears throat> you really kind of need to look and see if you need everybody that you have, you know, what is it that your, that your people are doing? Are they, you know, I don't mean that to sound bad, but are they wasting time? Could they do something faster? Uh, when you have your numbers down to like a, a daily amount as a business owner, it's hard sometimes not to look at an employee. My husband would always joke and he would say, I feel like they've got a dollar sign on their forehead, you know, because it's like, Oh, they're, they're not making me any money right now. And then that can make you become very bitter. And so just really making sure that the processes are very streamlined and revisit your pricing. You know, maybe you need to, we don't, here's the deal. It's like, I had a banker come in one day, longtime client. He's still a client. And I was like, Hey, okay. You know, how, how's work? How's it going? And he was like, Allison, this is what I'm going to explain to you. You could raise your prices every year. And I will always come here because of the relationship that we have with you, the work that you produce for my family, how you are with my kids. You are, you know, you're not a commodity. Like you're not like he's, he's in the pricing business. Like, is he going to offer something at the lowest interest rate? Is he going to, it's like a, a battle and I'm not battling on price because I've built in the relationship component. Um, so I think that's big. It's like, you really have to understand your value and not be afraid to charge what you're worth. I think the majority of retirees probably need to raise their prices. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> well, I, it's interesting. So like I, the, the, to me, this is a double-edged sword because yeah. I think the the majority of photographers probably need to raise their prices, but then at some point people have to let themselves off of that hamster wheel in their head. And I don't know when that is, you know, Well, what do you mean? Like, which is what, like the fact that they're going to raise their prices and lose some clients. Well, no, no. Just the fact that like, Oh, I need to raise my prices again. I need to raise my prices again because then I think it becomes, it starts to become like, way more of like a self-worth conversation. And I don't know, I don't know if people ever can step back after, after you're in it for a while. I think it's hard for people to step back and just like 
really look at it objectively. You know what I mean? So I think the mechanics of raising your prices is probably true, but then it's like, you also have to give yourself some grace along the way too. You know, like, yeah, you can't, you can't raise yourself. You can't raise them 30% every year for, you know, 25 years. Like that doesn't make sense, you know, right. but, um, well, here's and, a- so it's, it's okay to like sit and say, okay, we're good here for, for a year or so. Like I'm going to take a break on the pricing thing. I'm gonna work on something else. Okay. So here's, here's the solution to that problem. Um, maybe you don't look at it like that. Like I'm not going to raise my prices a certain percentage every year. One of the ways that I would always tell photographers is like, don't, because they would always ask me, okay, well, if I'm going to do a price increase, do I let everybody know? You know, that was always a question. And I would say, well, don't do an across the board price increase, just offer something different and take something away. Right. Okay. So if I were to run a report and I would see that everyone spends way too much money on five by sevens. And if I had charged the same thing that I do for eight by tens and I do the math and understand how much more money I would make if I had charged the same price from everything from eight by 10 down, everybody understands that, that concept, then it would be okay for me to change that price. Right. If I decide to offer a new product it gets something else on my price list um, that I can like push to sell. Maybe I want to do a session fee that comes with a product credit built in. That's actually how I, how I book my clients. So like they pay a certain dollar amount that includes my session fee, but it also has a product credit built in that they come into the ordering appointment with. So they already have money down. So it guarantees me right away that income. And it also breaks up payment and it helps them walk into an ordering appointment feeling good because they've already put money down and it allows them to allows them to allow themselves to spend more money. Right. Okay. So it doesn't have to be like, I don't think I've ever in the history of my career ever sent out an email or let people know, Hey, my prices are going up. I didn't really say, I just took something away and, and added something new. new right. And, so on, and I have an exact analogy of this yeah. too, because I mean, this is, I think people can see this is what our camera manufacturers do to us every six months, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Like like Nikon has, you know, a D800 and then they come out with the 810 and everyone's like, well, there's not that much of a difference. I don't need to upgrade. But it allowed them to reset their price because for whatever reason, the 800 was getting, you know, dealing with some pricing competition and allows them to reset their prices up higher again. And we end up paying premium dollar for a camera body no matter when we go to buy it, you know? Yeah. Even if there's... It's because they basically, like you said, added something to their price menu and then took something away. So Yes. And so here's the thing that this, this is where the design part kind of like plays in, where I think it's huge for photographers. So, and what, and the other thing, like we are super impatient. Okay. So, and I get it as creatives, that's just kind of like how our brains work, right? It's like squirrel. Oh my gosh. Okay. Like let's, let's move on to the next thing. But from a design perspective, every new product that I have you know, introduced into my studio. I did it because it was something that I wanted to shoot for myself. Okay. Because I needed to keep myself inspired. I I kid you not. It takes my clients two years to all of a sudden go, Oh my gosh, like I, I, I'm, I'm ready for that. But if we have to be patient, like I literally like I have this thing called the shadow story, which is my version of a silhouette. And I did it years ago. My girls are 18 and 13. And the shadow stories that I have hanging in my studio for, are from when they were nine and four. 
Like that is a big product that I sell, but it took years for it to catch on. And then I have something else called the light story, which is just a very simple, just like butterfly lit kind of like looking portrait, just very simple head and shoulders. And, but it's just kind of done in a fine art way. And it, it took people a long time. And, and then all of a sudden they're like, oh gosh, yeah, I want that. I want that. I, I, I remember that. I want that now. And then right now I have this piece in my studio where I took um, images of my girls, probably 2017. And I printed it out on fine art paper and I've covered a box in fabric. And I actually tore the paper and I nailed it to the box. And so it's wavy. So it looks, you know, kind of rough. And I, I did it for myself because I wanted that. And literally I had clients like, right before, you know, I don't know, just a couple months ago, they would come in and two different families, three, actually, they're like, Hey, you know, I've been looking at this for a while. I'm, I'm ready to do this. So it's like, we get so impatient and it's like, Oh, well, let me just get, we get all like, you know, just crazy and frantic. Okay. Let me make another change. Let me make another change because we think if it didn't stick like right away, that it didn't work and we just have to give it time. Yeah, you know? that makes a lot of sense for sure. Yeah, for sure. So, Allison, do you have a picture of that, uh, the most recent fine art piece that you've done I anywhere? Do. Yeah, I can oh, I can share it. Is yeah. it on your Instagram or is it? It probably is on my Instagram. Um, I'll have to Just look. post it. Yeah. Post it on your Instagram. I would love to see it. It's so funny because I have a print of my kids that was on like a super heavy fine art paper. We tore the edges and then mounted it on cardboard and it's in my living room, but I don't have that for my clients to see, you know, yeah. like my super funky stuff. But yeah, yeah, I think, I think that's really great. A great answer to Matt's question. Um, okay. So Matt, what do you want to do next? I think we just, um, we let Allison plug kind of what she's doing in terms yes. of uh, her, her photography stuff and her coaching stuff. And then um, I think we can kind of wrap up with parting guidance. So I'll just take the lead on that. I just basically said what we're going to do. So um, <laughs> Allison, feel, feel, feel free to plug kind of what you're sure. doing with photographers and stuff like that right now. Um, Cause I know you've done it for a long, long time. And I think it's good to remind everybody where to, where to find you and what you're talking about and stuff like that. And then you can kind of just transition into parting guidance for our audience. Okay. Well, um, you know, I, I love to be a, a creative problem solver. I guess that's the way that I like to explain it. Um, but for years, it's like, I like listening to where people are getting stuck and helping them figure out, you know, ideas of things that they can do because ultimately I just, I want people to be more profitable. I think we all want that, <clears throat> but we want to enjoy what we're doing. And so, um, on my website, uh, they'll be able to find the place where they can just basically book time with me and we can do just a consultation and whether people want to call it coaching or consulting, coaching is a little bit like, I'm going to be your cheerleader and I'm going to help you kind of like, you know, push forward on something that you're stuck on. Consulting is going to be more along the lines of let's get into some nitty gritty nuts and bolts of like what you're doing. Um, and fine tune some things. It might be something that we do together over a longer period of time. So there are options that they'll be able to, to find. And I do this not only for photography studios, but it's kind of the thing that I can't help but do for all of my small business friends as well. Uh, because we, sometimes when we're in it, it's just really hard to be objective, you know? And it's like, we can't like see out of the weeds, I guess. And, and I like to be able to 
I was explaining it to somebody last night. It's like, I'm the girl that wants to like run way, way ahead into the possibilities of what these people can be and be like, Hey, yo, we need to come on over here. Like, let's go over here now because this can totally happen. You're just stuck where you are right now. And I just, I like to try to help people get, get past that. So, yeah, that's really good. And so they would just go to your website, but now your photographer is that you have, you're just, you, they can just go to Allison Rogers. They'll be able to go to AllisonRogers.com. Yeah. Okay. And then and your we, photography website is Allison Rags or Allison Rogers, Rogers photography. photography. Yeah. <laughs> it's so hard because. <laughs> No, it's so hard because my wife, my wife's name is Allison Ragsdale and I just can oh, never get, I can never, well, that get, makes complete sense. That- <laughs> I can never, I can never get it off my tongue because that's the way it, that's the way it works. Um, okay. So, so share some parting guidance with our audience and, um, you know, whatever you kind of want to share as inspiration yeah. for them. Okay. So I think that what most photographers forget is they have everything that they need already. Um, Literally, we make it too complicated. We make the process too complicated. Uh, just to simplify, if you were in a season where you're you're not able to shoot a lot, go back and look at what you did shoot already. Design things for your clients. Be prepared for ordering appointments. There is this thing that I always say. It's like you've got to give them something to buy. It's not that you want to give them a ton of options. You want to guide them as a creative and say, you know, I think this would be a great idea. Or what if you thought about this? Or what if you thought about this? Um, Doing wall designs and having people just really rely on you to be able to help them, you know, narrate their life visually and come alongside them and do that. I'm looking for a lifer client. I'm not looking for somebody to come in just to see me one time. I want them to be with me. I want them to lean on me, to depend on me. Um, to be able to create something for them. And over time that creates such a level of trust that you will see that the financial part just kind of like flows. It just kind of happens because they trust you and they know that you're going to do a good job to create something for them. And I think a lot of photographers just get hung up in the booking and the shooting and they leave so much money on the table Um, and so much richness of just like having great, business relationships with your clients and building that family. And if they could just kind of like flip it just a tiny bit and just work on the back end of things and what they're producing for their clients and the final, you know, the final pieces, instead of just concentrating on just booking, 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 um, they would burn out, you know, not nearly as fast before they have to revisit everything. I think that's really, really good advice. Kaya, you have anything to add before we let Allison go? Well, we will put the link to Allison's uh, coaching website in the show notes That'd be great. Uh, thank so you. people can get to that. So awesome. yeah, yeah, when we're ready for that. So Allison, thank you so much for coming on. You're it welcome. was so nice to talk to you. And uh, we're looking forward to seeing what your new art pieces that Ooh, you're going to be offering thanks. your clients in the future. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be fun. Awesome. Well, thanks everybody for tuning in. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to From Nothing to Profit, a photographer's podcast with Matt and Kaya. Be sure to subscribe for more business strategy and ideas to help you create the profitable and successful business you've always wanted. See you on the next episode of From Nothing to Profit.